there, the writing help here again, and you are listening to the Inky Eye Talk Storytellers Podcast. So, get comfy and come, come along with me. Time now to give it to you. Yes, something fresh, new, breathtakingly nice, and very well done. As said before, I am E.K., the writing elk, and you are? Oh, wait a minute. Before you answer that, be sure to hear this. Did you know that we are on Patreon? Yes, ma'am. Go check us out over there. But whatever you do, don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about this or that or something, anything. That's it. I am out. Now, here is today's episode. This is Chapter 9b, The Caring Night of the Nights. And it goes a little something like this. The top of the poles were to be the crossover zones, you see. The points have no return, but it is also the gateway into spheres of the great king and of his kingdom come. Come on over and be free. Meanwhile, the king and his chosen men of valor would have waxed mighty, like, like if they weren't mighty already. And rich too. But there is a consolation for the great many, or even for the few. For those who never did make it all the way to the top of the pole, but who would have fallen dead in the effort, as told, right there at the foot of the polished to a shine pole, square. If one should perish in the pursuit there, they are told, there is a day already set from somewhere of old, a day set for some time yet in the great beyond. A place where and when those very same someones, those who would have dared to believe, roll up the sleep, pick up their belongings and go seek out the king's need, and would have taken him up on his offerings grief, they, those very ones, will be reckoned to their god, or gods as the case may be, in the reckoning, well, to the newly acquired gods of the king, really, and his kingdom, and to redeem their lives too, and to much more joy pleasure and satisfaction unimaginable. So said the king and his mighty men and the miserable. And this is only if one believes in the king's definition of a godless sleep thing, which would seem to suggest to someone like me and him, but not necessarily we, us, and them, suggesting something to the effect that the unbeliever have nothing of which to be worrying in order to be free. But for the time being, Bring all of your resources to the court of the great king and lay them down at the great feet of the said great king and his carefully selected and carefully trained men. And then there were those savage and barbarous nations and their peoples, people who would have dared to defy the king and his one-sided decreed vehicles and chose instead to keep and preserve their known ways of doing things, please. This stance would have greatly angered the great king and his peas, and that was the last thing anyone would want to be doing in those times. No one wants to invoke the anger of the king in his lines. The king would have sent out another decree, forge this day an alliance with me, the great king of kings, serve him and live, rebel against him and die, 
every last one of you, from the oldest to the youngest among you, and even the unborn in the womb best of new, and the womb babies even would have had a reason when he was to choose whether or not to stay or leave off of a mother's breast. Knowing that that was for the best and to their own lifelong interest, since everybody already knew that this king could and was known to have done it like he should, or was it like, like he should not? Like he should not have done it to others in the past? After knowing all of that, what then do you think that these nations and peoples are going to do fast? When caught boiling in such pickled stew pots, well, at least some of them did pick up, pack up and go the Kingsley way to stay. Then there were the lucky ones, those who would have fallen off of the great climbing coal stand and onto the pile of dead bodies beneath the folding stand. But they themselves would have managed to make it out alive. Automatically, they were to become wards of the king to side and was assigned a proxy guardian of the gods to manage them and their affairs. And then, they and their children did serve the king and his kingdom for scores of generational years. And yet there were others, others who did manage to escape the sword when the king and his bloodthirsty men would have gone out to make good on his promise to them, to wipe them out, all of them, the rebels to scout. A few of them did manage to hang on to the breathing breath in their nostrils still, but only by their clever will and by hiding away in the clefts of rocks, in caves, in ovals, in the hills, and holes in the gums, and even in the wet bellies of lakes and the ocean's wake, which would have amazed the king's face and also his men of fates, to the point where he would have speared some of them, after that they were found out and had their reluctant legs led in and for no other reasons were they speared the season, none other than to study them and to try and duplicate their methods and reasonings. But whenever and wherever Kingsley and his bloodthirsty men went in those days, be it in the search of the rebels, in searching for new prospects, or just playing out to wipe them out, the devils, that's what would have happened to them every time. He would have wiped them out and very cruelly so. Some Aboriginal and First Peoples of some regions, as they are called, were found to be mercilessly wiping their slate, speak and span in front of that man and his ruthless, bloodthirsty clan. Many of them would have fallen onto the pierced end of the world, seasoned with God. Others only happened to fall at a beckoning sexy call, while yet others of them were to rise up to callings much higher at the sight of a smoking gun and blazing flames of fire, and yet Kingsley's desire would not be satisfied. So they lied. Of course. Of course they lied. Those liars. Oh no, that's not what they do. Oh yeah, everyone knows that that is true. Like, like, like what? Like this. Like, like how they tells me and you about the evolution queue, when we all know in truth what they are trying to do? No, tell me. If they, not we, certainly, not me, but they, them, if they did, in fact, evolve to become something else, or more like someone, to become someone other than how it had begun, like to become someone more or less like a man out of another brother or something another, any other for that matter, like, 
let's say, just for argument's sake, let's say it was like out of a monkey or any other such kind of a dumb donkey. Why then? Why are there so many monkeys still hanging around this donkey dumpy and stealing away the people's food to eat? At what pointed point in the timing scheme did they start rolling the joint and stop the evolving thing? Or did they? You tell me, Faye. But just a little bit of a butting butter here for the backside of your struts gutter as you bounce along over this bumpy rut in the gut stutter. What if? What if that thing which you thought that you were seeing, as it applies to the evolution thing keying in, what if it should turn out to be a curse, and things are really in reverse, and the man was, in fact, the first, like first class and the bigger boss, the bigger, bigger, bigger boss, and it was actually something which he had lost, which would have caused him to tar and defrost, and would have ends, have him starting to disintegrate and degenerate, and he have to become like, like, like a monkey, solved. Why the hell does this idea seem to resonate so deeply on the inside of somebody? Could it be? Could it possibly be so? Oh no. So, that singing coconut monkey thing, clinging onto or swinging off of the limbs of the coconut tree you see, he would have been right all along. Am I wrong? No. Sing this song. Yeah, because this year monkey has spoken his mind. That's it, my friend. Next time we will bring you chapter 10, Alone Again, in Kingsley's Den. I thank you. That's it for today, my friends. Thank you for lending me your ear chime again. Come join us again next time when we shall bring you yet another episode of the story or something. Until then... Be good to yourselves and to your children and your children's children. Read a book and then another. They are love letters to you and me and them, my brother, my sister, my friend. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on inkyitalk.com where it's inky, it's sticky, can sometimes get pretty tricky. But until then, remember this, my friend, read a book or something. Anyways, I am E.K., the writing elk, and I am out.